So welcome everyone. My name is Dave Kirby and thank you for joining us today on a day in the life of a successful voiceover artist with uh, Michael Pilo. Uh, to get us started, uh, Michael and I are going to chat for a couple of minutes about uh, his background, kind of, you know, get everybody up on the same page. But again, this webinar, like we always tell you guys, uh, it is for you. Um, so with the question and answer screen, uh, please, you know, we, we would love to have your questions. Uh, Michael and I, like I said, we'll chat, get everybody caught up to speed on kind of what brought him here, where he's at with his equipment. Um, and then uh, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to questions after that. Uh, we do have a, an hour allotted for today. So I, we'll try to make sure we get everybody's questions in. Uh, if I don't, I do apologize. Um, if you have any further questions after the webinar, please feel free to email me, uh, dave.kirby at voices.com, D-A-V-E dot K-I-R-B-Y at voices.com. So Michael, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and you know, how you got started in, in doing voiceover. Well, voiceover came to me just by chance, as they say. I just retired in November as a dentist after many years, uh, both in the Canadian Armed Forces for 20 odd years, then private practice. Did a lot of traveling, we'll get into that later. But I decided to take an acting course. I remember saying to my wife, hey, there's an acting course on with Sheila McCarthy, who's a famous Canadian actress, at the Smythe Studios here in Ottawa. And I said, what do you think? And she kind of laughed and said, oh, I think you'll enjoy it. I parked my car and I was walking across the parking lot near the, near the studio. And a fellow and I started talking and we're heading to the same spot. So I said, are you taking the acting course? And he said, yes, he is. He said, you've got a nice voice. Have you ever done voiceover? And I kind of looked at him and said, what the heck is that? So that was the innocuous start. <laughs> and then I did a few things at his studio for him or with him. Then about a month later, I got a, an email from Voices.com. He might have suggested my name to someone at Voices.com. And thus began about two and a half years ago. And uh, I'd like to share some of the ideas that I picked up along the way. It is a very intriguing and very complex situation. It's not just, hi, I'm going to do an announcement. Go from there. So let's talk about your studio. What, uh, what have you got as far as a setup right now? Well, what I did was I tried various spots and then the more I read, the more I read about echoes and resonance and so on. So I set up in a spare room and I had a, to start off with, a, one of those big blue plastic boxes with some foam I picked up at an audio shop it was a little microphone that you record in. I'd bring that down to my to another room to my computer and loaded it. And I couldn't tell the difference, but I took very fortunately I took lessons with um, Tommy Smythe. Smythe is it or Smith from Washington D.C. As recommended by someone at Voices.com, I sent him an audio, and the first thing he said, "Your microphone phone sounds very tinny." So I Revamp that I got a it was an AT2020, then I with a including a preamp. I think it's called a tube MP, and a, um, a electric power supply, you know, box that would short out in case anything went short. And it's connected by coax cable across the house, a fair distance, but it seems to work well. I use um, Audacity. That's it, Audacity, which is a free program. There is so much on YouTube about the microphones, the preamp, and Audacity, and that's how I got started. So now, how long ago would that have been? About two and a half years ago. Now, have you changed anything since, or have you been using that, that same setup? Well, no, in the room, he had suggested, don't use that plastic box and so on. It, 
it does resonate even though there's the foam. I've put up, we had a lot of old curtain, uh, not curtains, old blankets, very stiff, thick rather, down-filled blankets, set that up and I checked it out with him. He said, no, that sounds very good. It's not the prettiest studio. You don't think you're in downtown Hollywood, but I've had good feedback on the quality. And that's pretty well it. Now, as far as uh, setting up your profile, um, you know, obviously part of it is, is, is uploading some demos. What did, what did you do for those? I did them myself, and they're constantly being upgraded because I will look at YouTube and I'll say, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that. And in the past, I did take lessons with Shelley Chenoy, who I would highly recommend as well. She's in New York City, recommended also by someone at Voices.com. And the three courses I took, the first one was, there were about six of us involved. It was by the internet. She sent us an audition at the beginning of those three days in a row, an audition. We submitted it. And at the end of the day, she had almost an hour long critique of all of our demos, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And she pointed out a lot of things I wasn't aware of because I'm self-taught. And that improved quite things quite a bit. Then I took two courses alone with her. And uh, this is amateur night here, this one. My son uh, is an audio technician and also a band member. He has a band called the Black Tantra that's coming onto the scene in Montreal, a big art city. But he said, your voice sounds kind of funny, Dad. Are you speaking into the diaphragm? I didn't know microphones had a diaphragm. I thought they were omnidirectional. I was at 90 degrees to the way I should have been. I turned it around and I couldn't believe it. So all of a sudden, the quality of my voice went up. So these are learning bits. There are probably people uh, rolling on the floors across the world listening to this. But if you're a newbie, these are things that you do learn about and you do acquire as you go on. Now, I'd be interested to know some of the, uh, you know, obviously when, you, when you're with a coach like Shelley, who's very well regarded, um, what are some of the things that, that you were finding that, you know, the average person just wouldn't, wouldn't pick up on that she, that she was able to help you uh, uh, single out? Yeah, once she singled them out, I noticed them. I was hissing too much. I was standing too close to the microphone. So I got back, and I was standing too far back. So I had to play with that. So what I would do, I'd go into my little recording room and record from three inches away, the same volume at six inches away, then a foot away, and gradually testing that. And then making sure that when I came to words like uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, I would watch the essays on Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and so on. So she was pointing out things I hadn't noticed that do get in there. I do edit my stuff quite carefully. I try to get rid of the essays as best I can. And on YouTube, again, you can find out methods one can use to get rid of the S's or little pops at the end of words. So it is a learning experience, and there's a lot of good people out there to help us. And you're doing all that with Audacity, you said. That's right, yeah. I love the, the idea of Audacity. I mean, there are a lot of programs out there and different ones for different types of, of, of work that you'd be doing. But for voiceover, I always say to people, like, Audacity will do everything you need it to do. You don't, you don't need to mix music or sound effects or anything like that. Um, how, how user-friendly do you find it? Quite much so. I found that um, on YouTube, I got a lot of little hints. I do have an Adobe audio program, but I figure I'll stick with Audacity when I get a little more time. Uh, my son edited some of my stuff with um, Pro Tools 7 or something, or 10. That's a real professional one. But on a voiceover, it's really hard to tell. So I'm quite happy with Audacity. So that is an, you know, one of the many learning things. Microphone, studio, Audacity. And then you go on to 
your style and technique, that's where it becomes quite complex. And how many, uh, how many demos do you have up on your profile now? I have about nine, and I just changed the first demo. It, uh, I've changed a few things in the last couple of weeks on style and presentation, so I'm adding them as I go. I have a, a, a main demo, a narration demo. I wrote a book for the younger people out there I, who haven't traveled. I'd say travel and do it. I've been to 40 countries in my, call it my misspent youth, and I wrote a book on the web. It's called 40countries.com. You can check it out. It's non-commercial. And I read the opening paragraph as part of my demo on narration. Um, one of the things I got from travel, and this does concern voices, is accents. I traveled. I wasn't always on the main street staying at the Hilton Hotel. I was on the back streets mixing with um, local merchants and meeting Arabic accents and Spanish accents and Greek accents and so on. And I've gotten quite a few jobs with accents, which is something that uh, seems to surprise people. You know, they want a certain type of accent. Well, and I was just going to say, like, typically when, when, a, when a client asks for an accent for their, for their work, they want it authentic because, you know, because we are a worldwide company, you know, I think a lot of people, when they're filling out their profile, they'll say, oh, I can do an Irish accent or a British accent. And, you know, what, what may be, um, you know, to, to, to somebody here in North America, what may sound like an authentic Irish accent, if this is something that's being, you know, played for the people in Ireland, they, it may come across as just nothing short of blasphemy. Yeah. But, uh, but the fact that you've got the experience that you do in the, in the, in the you know, all around the world, that's got to help. Well, you know, if I'm going to talk like an Irishman, Someone in Ireland will pick it right up. And go back to Ottawa, they'll say, I do the uh, accents in English. For instance, Armenian accent is very kind of very throaty. The Arabic accent also much the same, much similar to the... So I can do the accents into English of a, of a foreign language. Right. In English, what do they call RP? There's a name for RP, or Reserve Profile or something. It's the British accent, Her Majesty. Oh, um, yeah, I... There's a thing. So I have trouble with that sometimes. Um, I have submitted a few with a British accent, but I don't really have an authentic British accent. Good for a pub on a Saturday night. Exactly. Uh, but, but for voiceover, no. In French, I speak French fluently, but I have an Ottawa Valley accent. So I haven't had too many jobs, interestingly enough, in Quebec. I can't do the Parisian. I can do it. But it's... I've got no jobs. Where I do get jobs are ones that are English and French, because I speak English better than the French people who are applying, and I can speak French well enough to get the job. So I've gotten a number of English-French jobs, which is interesting. A whole new world. I got to thank I got to thank Charlie for uh, for for filling us in on our where we blanked out a little bit. It's uh, received pronunciation. Received pronunciation. Yeah. It's very good. So I appreciate that, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Um, so talking about the demos that you have uh, for, for just a second on the, uh, on the profile, um, do you, have you taken full advantage of the, uh, of the descriptors, the, the feature to be able to add the, oh, the, yes. the styles and the, and the roles? Yes, the website is very clear and uh, I change things every now and then. I think I may remove the Parisian French because I don't really speak it well. In fact, I've been to Paris several times and every time they tell me they don't understand a word I say, which is a Parisian thing. My wife speaks six languages. She speaks French with a French accent and she just tells them in French, you know, it's okay, he's just a lumberjack. <laughs> so it's <laughs> a joke. But um, I did one, it was a very deep narration. 
as we walked across. The, I got a, an audition request and I passed it from Norway. This girl was doing a virtual reality thing and I played what I call Odin, the Nordic god, and it's pronounced Odin. She sent me an MP3 and Princess Hal was Princess Hel and Princess Freya is Freya. So I said, I guess Odin and Freya can go to hell. <laughs> she, she did this virtual reality thing and it was really artistic, really amazing. She's entered a number of contests across Europe and in China and won gold medals for it. Wow. And um, so that was something, the narration. I do have French input on my demos. Um, I'm not doing too, too well in French. I think I have a slight, like I said, it's an Ottawa Valley accent in right. French. You probably heard the English Ottawa Valley accent too from up the valley. It's almost Irish, you know. It's I love accents, but uh, yeah, having uh, having been from Ottawa myself, I mean, hence the all the Ottawa <laughs> paraphernalia that I'm wearing. It's right. it, the the valley does definitely have a a, a, a distinct sound to it. That right. you know, when when you start doing voice, and regardless of where you're from, every 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 region ar around the the world has its own you know little little twists and 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 dialects and and you know, hints of an accent that can be somewhat of a challenge as a voiceover artist to overcome at certain times. Um, you know, being from Canada, I'm constantly hearing about the out and about and uh, which, yeah, exactly, which, you know, we don't hear it that way. But again, it is, it is something that everybody has to overcome yeah. regardless of where you're from. Um, now, the, getting back to the other, because the reason why I asked about the descriptors that you've, 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 you've filled out on your, on your, on your demos, because I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't really appreciate how important it is, is, you know, as far as making sure the right jobs are being sent to you. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, when you upload a demo, um, it allows you to tag it with words to describe the style of the demo, the role you play, the, the category. And these are things that you do want to make sure that you, you fill out accordingly, because when you're ready to start auditioning, it's, it's going to help us make sure we're sending you the right jobs. Mm -hmm. um, now, with the demos that you've got, that you've got uploaded now, have you, have you happened to notice how often they've been listened to? I do keep track of it. It's about 1,800 times in all. And there's certain ones, the, the main demo gets heard a lot. And when I make some changes, you get a like, but I think some people just listen. I've had a few requests to apply for an audition on the strength of the demos. And I'm, really? I'm gonna be uh, in the next week um, upbeating them a bit. I've, gotten, I've changed my voice a little bit, not my voice, but my approach on how I use it through something I saw on YouTube. And uh, my wife is a classical violinist and she's quite good. She's got a good ear to hearing things. And she's saying, no, Mike, that's not quite, you know, convincing enough and I'll do it over. So I'm, it's a learning process. If you're going from acting, like real acting to stage or movie to voiceover, it might be a little easier, but there is a challenge there. I like, and I like challenges. So I'm very happy with this. And the other thing I was going to say, at first I started doing voiceovers and I heard of people talking about voice acting. And I thought, oh, geez, they're just putting on the dog. And I realized it is acting. Uh -huh. You're talking about taking a holiday. If you say, every year my family and I go down to Florida, you know, not too much, but you say, you know, every year my family and I go down to Florida. There's a, an enthusiasm there. There's yep. an, an acting. So it's again, may sound a bit simple, but it has been part of the learning process for me. 
I'd like you to tell that story that you were telling me off the air about about how you kind of get into character with the you know the the, the video that you watched on on Don LaFontaine. Yes, Don LaFontaine is someone I recommend. No matter what style of voice you have, whether you're a young person, a lady, or a person with a higher voice, or whatever. I, I do a lot of research on YouTube. You know, that's where I learned about Audacity. And I saw this Don LaFontaine. I'd heard the name, but I started playing one of his, there was a long script, a uh, series of scripts of his. And I realized that he starts every sentence in a certain way. And a lot of it is, in a world where men were unknown. Or, oh, I can think of something here. In a world where people were afraid of the future. So that I, I begin my little audition like that. It may sound silly, but I'll start in a world where, and this week at Exco, I'll think of a word, this week at Ottawa Market, we have one of the most exciting, and it's up and down, up and down, intonations, without sounding boring or sounding jittery. So I learned a lot just from listening to his voice, the way it goes up and down, and at the end, the way it trails off. And that was a good trick. Uh, I don't know if you call it a trick. What would you call it, a method? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that you're, you're starting out, you know, with his catchphrase to yeah. get you into character and then editing yeah. that out before you submit it to the client, I yeah. think that's, that's, that's definitely a trick. It's like a, a track and field star. You, you, you don't just stand there for half an hour. You keep moving, you're shaking, you're, you know, you're doing little sprints and so oh. on. So, yeah, very similar. And it's exactly a difference. It's, it's a great analogy because it's, yeah, you're, 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 you're basically giving yourself a running head start. Um, which if you can give yourself any advantage whatsoever, um, you know, as Scott said, yeah, it sounds like springboarding. It's exactly, I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly it. So I, I, I've never heard that trick before, um, but I'm definitely going to recommend it, you know, moving forward for, for other people that are. It depends looking. on your light, on your voice style too. You can find something. And this is something I've been doing when I, I drive to work. I retired in November, so I don't drive to work anymore, but I'd listen to the announcements on the radio, turn on to CBC. Da -da. And now the seven o'clock news with Don. So and when you sort of now they seven the way they do it up and down. Mm -hmm. And um, I the way I exercise, I've always kept fit, which is nice. And I bicycle now. I don't. I haven't jogged in a long time. I skate on the canal in Ottawa, which you're probably familiar with, but wasn't too good this year. But I bicycle a lot, and I do this high intensity interval training where you you go slowly for about a minute, then all out for twenty seconds. They say in about. 10 minutes of that, you get more than an hour of aerobics. Really? But I'll be going by a for sale sign and I'll say it to myself, you know, Donishan Realty is offering this brand new home, four and a half rooms, five bedrooms just for you. And I'm, if anybody heard me going by, they'd probably call the rubber truck to take me away. But it is a way of practicing as you go. And you Absolutely. Get, you know, because it is a, an ongoing thing. Very exciting for me. I'm finding yep. it very exciting. Well, it, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I mean, I spent 20 years in radio before, uh, before getting into in doing this full time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, my job for, for a number of years was working in news, you know, in the newsroom doing news and sports. Right. And the, the biggest thing you need to be able to do, and, and this translates into a career in voiceover, is being able to read a script without it sounding like you're reading. You need to make it sound like it's your words, even though someone else wrote it. Yeah. 
So, and, and that's what I used to do is I would sit there reading newspaper articles or magazine articles or cereal boxes out loud, just practicing. And yeah, you're right. If anyone hears you, they think you, <laughs> you've lost your mind. Yeah, if you're going along, yes. No, it, it's like I say, that's all part of the learning experience of, get my hands up here, getting, there's the camera, getting in the marathon. You know, you start off with your running shoes and then you go in a little race. And it, it is, that last little bit with Don LaFontaine was very good. Just he wasn't giving a lesson. It was just um, an eight-minute compilation of his introductions to movies and giving names like Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, and oh, that's just a slightly different, you know, in a world where Arnold was alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> So how uh, how typically you know now that you're you're, you're doing this consistently, um, you're you've been on the site for a little while. You're you know you're getting consistent work. Um, how does it? How does your typical day start now? Well, it all depends. You see, I like I said, I used to be I'd go to work, I'd practice was well, three days a week. I'd come home, check, see if there's anything of interest to me or in my range. And I find that as that profile you were talking about, I do tend to get things that will fit in my profile, they are sent my way. There's, there's a compatibility scale, 100% compatible or 70% compatible and so on. And I also look at the dollars, you know, if there's a big one for 500 or one for 200. But I'm a little more confident the last couple of weeks. I've had four or I forget how many likes in the last couple of weeks and two or three other jobs. So that obviously was a little breakthrough for me on what I had been doing and what I can now offer. So it's, um, I look at it and I'll see, oh, this looks interesting. And sometimes I will go for just a $100 job because it's a bit of a challenge. And a couple of weeks ago, I did a very good one. Um, it was for the, I won't mention what museum it was, a museum in New York City. And we had a couple of back and forths and there was a couple of French words. There's an actress named Alice, in English would be Guy Blanche. But it turned out I did the Guy, I said it could be Guy, so I called it Alet Guy Blanche, Blanche, or Blanche. But there was an accent on it he didn't put on. So it was Alice Guy Blanche. So we had a couple of back and forths. He really liked it, submitted it to the museum, and um, got paid and everything. Then about two weeks later, he wrote, unfortunately, they're going to use a woman's voice. And I said, oh, I jokingly said, I've already spent the money. I was quite prepared to send it back. So, oh, no, you, you passed the audition. Would have been nice to have had that one. I think it was a nice, um, particularly nice piece. Right. But it, uh, you know, so you, and it's, it's not automatic because you're competing. Like I said to a friend of mine, I said, it's like producing beautiful blue shirts, but they want a red shirt. So you're, you're lost. Right. So now how, how many auditions would you say you do on a typical day? Three or four. Okay. So, yeah. You're really not doing a lot then. Oh, was that not a lot? I thought that was a no, lot. you know what? The fact that you're getting consistent work by, by only, I mean, ordinarily, and it's just because, you know, all things being equal, once you know that your sound quality is good, yes. um, you know, it, it really becomes just a numbers game, you know? And so if you figure you're up against anywhere from 20 to maybe 80 other people on any given audition, yeah. you, know, you got to figure, even if there's, if there's, on average, let's say there are 50 of you, even if you're all fantastic, there's 49 people that aren't, that are fantastic, that aren't getting chosen. 
And so you take that same group of 50 and audition for another job, you can almost guarantee it's going to be someone else from the group that gets, gets chosen. Oh, yes, very much. Yeah. And, and so that's why we, we generally encourage people to, to do 10, 15, 20 auditions a day, um, you know, to give yourself that legitimate chance for success. I mean, mm -hmm. typically, how long would you spend on an audition? Uh, half an hour to an hour. Wow. Is that good or bad? Well, it's, I mean. Long? It is long. Yeah. Typically, I mean, again, we recommend trying not to spend more than five, 10 minutes at the most. Oh, you see, well, I edit it as well. Right. I edit it very carefully. I get rid of all the ticks and all the little. T t right. Maybe I'm just being overly fussy, but. Um, well, it's working for you, though. It's having fun. Yeah, I'm not, like I say, it's slowly but surely. The last week, I've had five or six likes. Right. Which is a fair amount in a week because I've been doing it for two and a half years. So that would have been five or 600 likes if I've been doing that all along. Right. So it's, it's improving. And um, it's, um, you know, like I said, there's a lot on YouTube. And I found that one little thing with Don LaFontaine. Even the way I'm speaking now, I feel I'm speaking a little bit differently, you know, doing the emphasis on the words and so on. So it's, right. it's a learning experience. And again, so I don't know who the other people are. There may be people who've had acting experience, which actually I'm starting to act now too. I've been in a couple of local movies. Really? <laughs> All films. And um, a couple of them were paid, not a fortune. And uh, the, um, but there are a lot of good amateur cinematographers in Ottawa. So that's a bit of fun. Right. And I'm starting to come out of the shell a bit as well, you know, doing the, I think better enunciation and better pronunciation and a lot of fun. It's all very, you know, good retirement fodder as it were. Absolutely. Well, and that's the, the, the beauty of this industry is, you know, regardless of how much you want to do, you know, whether you just want to do it part-time, you can do that. If you want to do it full-time, you can build up to, uh, to doing that as well. You know, yeah. all, you know, all with the resources on the site. Oh. Um, we, we've got some questions coming in that I, that I'd like to get to. I don't see them, but I guess you do, eh? <laughs> I do. I, yeah, I'm not, I can never, I'm never sure what, uh, what shows up on the other end, but, uh, oh, I'm not going to touch anything after yesterday. I, oh my goodness. Yeah. I, again, for anybody that missed it, I do apologize. We had some serious technical issues and, and, uh, and Michael and I, as I said, are each voiceover guys. We're not, uh, we're not, we're not, uh, computer, uh, technical geniuses apparently. Um, but, uh, yeah, so some questions coming in. First off, uh, Pascal is asking, uh, I got a question about setting up the profile and basically now, Michael, do you have, uh, different types of, uh, like, like, do you have things like ISDN or source connect phone patches, things like that? Do you no, ever I get don't. asked? Okay. I haven't got that. No. So you never get asked for any kind of live direction on the jobs you, that you do? Um, I, I have seen a couple of cases. I'll, I might get into that someday but i might just use the phone if i had to i suppose that would work wouldn't it you see my studio is in a different room this is where it might be difficult i'm not sure like it that's a it's a little walk away across right. the house okay and um so i'm not too sure of that so i'm afraid i can't answer much right on that. now do you find that you know when you when you're auditioning for jobs will it say in the job posting must be some available do. for live direction yes yeah, some do say that and they'll they'll specify the means? Uh, some say, I think they call it direct direction or something like that. Some will do it by a Skype. One is the ISDN and the other is phone patch, which I'm sure are fairly easy to set up. Right. 
I think a phone, but the, see the thing is my studio is across the room. I don't know if I would have to connect my computer to the phone patch to send it to them. Right. I don't get too many that way. I know, I know ISDN was, was the traditional one, but it's expensive and most people don't have that now. So, and most clients are very flexible. If they understand the average person doesn't have an ISDN line in their house. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're able to do it with, you know, like, as you mentioned, Skype, um, Source Connect is another, is another pretty popular one, which you basically just run through your computer. Um, you know, sometimes they, they may have you call in for, you know, for a, a conference call. They just want to be able to do that live direction so they don't have to go back and forth with, you know, when you submit the recording, oh, we wanted you to do it this way. And right. So, yeah, so far I have I've had a number of cases where they, I've resubmitted a profile that they didn't like the, like I was saying the French pronunciation I was doing that one case where I was using the French Canadian pronunciation rather than Parisian and one I just I had a friend who had a similar name his name is Taifaire and I, I should have said um, Vivant, Vivant or whatever I should have just used his, my friend's name pronunciation but I kind of goofed on that but there are pronunciations and right I I think I've had one or two Spanish ones. I've done a few with a Spanish accent. Really? I can speak Spanish, not well. Okay. But, you know, I could hitchhike around Spain when I was young and silly, and I could speak German, and I can do that, but not, not enough to do a real ad. Now, do you well, find, sorry, do, do you find when you get a job that requires a certain, you know, tricky pronunciation that they include that in the job posting? Or with the script when when they choose you? Well, they'll get one, and they they will say French pronunciation, French French pronunciation of certain words, or Spanish. I've done a, quite a few um, Central and South American ones. I do fairly well in them, I guess. Right. Pronunciation, you know. And I come from La Villa de los Lobos, and all my family, you know, sort of. Um, question from Lisa. Um, she says, "I have no experience, and I don't work because of my health." hoping to get back soon. What do you suggest I do in the meantime to learn the craft? And I know you've got a great answer for this one. Well, Lisa, I've, um, I've learned, I've been in a sense self-taught. Joiningvoices.com is good because they do have a lot of educational pieces, but uh, YouTube is what I would suggest. Um, may, what were you gonna suggest that I might? Well, because I know that you had, you had, you, you've used YouTube and you've, you've watched a lot of coaching videos, mm -hmm. um, guys like uh, uh, Bill DeWeese. Bill DeWeese um, has a lot on, yes. There, there's a lot of information out there. And yes, I mean, here we have, you know, all kinds of resources that whether they be here through the site or, you know, where we can send you for, you know, depending on what it is that you're looking for. Um, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the more information you, you can arm yourself with in the meantime, you know, obviously it's, it's just going to help you tremendously. YouTube Lisa is a real good source. This is where I learned um, how to use Audacity. It's a free program you can download. How to use Audacity for different um, styles of editing. And I did some reading up on the microphones and the preamps and anything you've got. Uh, even the type of chair I'm sitting in is probably on YouTube. You know, you, you can't go wrong and there's a lot of good voiceover instructions. A lot of it free. Some of it they want you to take courses, but um, I would start off just by going on YouTube. Maybe join. Um, you know, you can tell tell David. You can tell more about the um, the type of memberships you can get through Voices.com. There are a lot of suggestions within that website that I found useful too. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, question from Michael, uh, with regard to accents and properly listing them on the profile, um, he says, I do many well enough for a character in a game or a cartoon for a North American commercial, but not what I would say might you know, fool a native. How do I list these on my profile in a way that's clear to those reading it but doesn't mislead? Have you encountered that at all yet, Michael? No, uh, a lot of the things will have a, a, an English, be an English uh, audition with French words in there. Now, if you don't speak French properly, I found that out, again, I'll repeat on the French, I did a French piece for someone from France about a restaurant from France. It's the uh, Sandis de Vaillant. It should have been, I called it Veille Vent or something like that. I, I added an extra syllable. So that is something they might pick up on. But it, depending on the language you speak, I've done, uh, in fact, there was one Turkish-Armenian one, quite a moving thing during World War I when there was a lot of atrocities. And I played the part of an Armenian boy whose best friend was a, um, um, who's across the border there? A Turk. And I said, my best friend was Iraq, who was Turkish. He was kind to me. And anyways, I did this whole thing, sent it in, and I got, minutes later, I got a, a note from someone said, oh gosh, you submitted it just too late. We've signed the, the thing to someone. I liked your accents, we're gonna use you. I've done accents uh, for an Israeli uh, voiceover and some uh, um, Moroccan voiceovers and Spanish. So if you have an ear for accents, you can have a bit of fun with it. You know, it's uh, when I do the French, right. depending if it's European or French Canadian, there's quite a difference. And I, and I think further to that, Michael, is because it's a, it's a very valid question. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a time where, you know, someone's looking for a, a, a stereotypical accent, you know, for, you know, which is, is just going to be shown on something here in North America. And again, you're right. It, it, to us, it may sound authentic. Um, for something like that, I wouldn't necessarily list the accents in the accent box on your profile. But if you have something, an audio sample, upload it as a demo and, 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 and label it that way. Yeah, and then I, that I, way... No, yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, because that way, um, it's not our system that's going to send you a, a job looking for an authentic accent, which is all done by an algorithm. It's, it would be done more by somebody who's searching um, and does a search on, on things like that. Maybe they come across your, um, your, 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 your demo that you have uploaded like that. And, you know, so. I do have Mediterranean. I have uh, one demo that's, I call it Mediterranean accents, uh, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, Greek, Turkish, um, Lebanese, Israeli, and, and so on. So I've had a number of people request me to, to do a, a, a posting for them. There was one in Italy about, no, I'm sorry, it was in Spain, I think, with the olive. Every year in the city of Madrid, we go to the country to collect the olive. I mean, it's not authentic. I don't sound, well, Ricardo Montalban was, uh, was Mexican, but it's a you know, Spanish accent. Right. But I think I, that one went over. You know, as long as to the, um, and all over the Mediterranean, I did a lot of traveling when I was younger. People would come up to me in their native language because my complexion, I'm dark and look Mediterranean. Hey, buenos dias, amigo. Oh, buenos dias. No puedo comprender. You know, I can't understand. So, but I can still do the accent. Right. And uh, there are accents on, online too, uh, on YouTube. YouTube is, I did, looked at an Armenian accent. This, when you are speaking English, 
this is the accent we're using from Armenia with a certain guttural sound or something like that, you know. And so YouTube is your best friend for things like that, for sure. Um, now, a question from Matthew uh, asking, where do you go to audition for jobs? Do you just use Voices.com or are there other sites that you use? Yeah, I have one other site. I haven't had much success with them. They, it's, um, I get a few auditions every now and then, but there are many sites out there. I would suggest to someone to, to maybe check them out, talk to friends, you know, in all honesty. But I found Voices.com. I'm getting about 20 or 30 auditions a day, which, as I say, I'm only doing three a day, so I'm quite happy with that. Right. Um, I did send out a couple of things to local businesses with no success. You know, sort of, here's a sample of my work. I've right. noticed your website doesn't have any voice work but people don't necessarily want voices on their website. Right. And, uh, yep. No, uh, it's, out. it's and, and, and I, I completely agree. And then when people ask me, and one of the things that I like to do as an account manager here on the talent side of things is talk to people that are, that have signed up with us that are getting started and get a feel for, you know, where are you at right now in your voiceover career? How, you know, where are you as far as your commitment level? Is this something that you want to dabble in, you know, or want to build a career with, you know, because we, we, I'll be the first one to admit, we're not the best fit for everybody. Um, but we, we can definitely give you the resources uh, to, to help you along. And when, you know, when you are ready, you know, voices.com is the world leader, which means things like the number of opportunities you met, you mentioned 20 to 30 uh, jobs per day that we're sending you. These aren't just voiceover jobs. These are jobs that based on how you filled out your profile have been matched to what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of opportunity, but it, it all comes down to where you're at. Um, you know, you know how much you want to put into it right now. Um, uh, because again, everybody's situation is different. Oh yeah. I could see if a person had certain talents, they could probably go further. I'm, I'm finding the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to get more likes and a couple of more jobs. And I sometimes will submit one that I don't really feel totally comfortable with, but I'll do it. And there was one that I submitted, um, that one for the museum in New York City. I was 97, there were 97, and I was only 80% um, voice, you know, whatever voice they call match. it. Yep. And I got the job, and then unfortunately, after I got it and everything was paid, they decided they wanted a woman for the job. Right. But that was quite a good one, but it, uh, and a lot of people sometimes too, I have had notes come back, say that we'll keep you in mind. You were close to what we wanted, but I particularly like this. So we'll keep you in mind. That hasn't happened too often, but if you try more, I'm sure it will, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to be revising my demos starting today. I think, um, I, the first little voiceover in my main demo is a new one and I like it better. The other two are pretty bad. I'll keep the narration up and also the, um, the deep voices, you know, the scary voices. There are, there are people who want those. That, and, and that's the, that's the beauty of, of the, of this industry is, and you know, as, as the one thing that we've noticed as we've grown to where we are, you know, we have over 200,000 clients around the world, which means there's a lot of work. And the, the beauty of the human voice is we all have something very unique about our style, our delivery, our cadence, um, we all have a voice that somebody wants for their project. 
you know, and, and this is why we, we recommend so many auditions is because you just got to get out there and find that person. It used to be, you know, back when I, in my days in radio, I know I struggled because I thought, well, I'm not going to get into voiceover professionally because I don't have that Don LaFontaine type movie trailer type voice. When you actually start examining the industry, you realize that's just a very small percentage of what's being asked for. There's, there's, a, there's a niche for every single style and every single voice. Yeah, there's narration. There's video games that are now popular. I haven't done too many narrations on that. I'd like to do a bit more narration, especially since I've changed my voice style a bit in the last week and sort of without putting the sleep people to sleep, hopefully. But there's there's a whole range. And in fact, you people just had a an opening article, I believe, or there is articles in Voices.com on the type of voices that people want. It's a very high percentage of narration a very high percentage of video games and that sort of thing, you know? So the person that has a squeaky little voice might yeah. just make a good mouse, you know? Oh, geez. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one question I want to answer right now, just to save her a future lawsuit, uh, Samantha, <laughs> concerning demo material, I don't have any work yet. Would it be acceptable for me to record skits from TV shows and commercials or is that copyright infringement? Do not do that. It, it, it most definitely is copyright infringement. Um, email me, dave.kirby at voices.com. I'll send you some royalty-free scripts that you can use. Um, use as many as you like. We, we don't want to get anybody into any kind of trouble. Yeah. Um, On those lines, too, if I'm doing things, I'll talk about a, a real estate company. Now, at Lakeside Real Estate, da, 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 but I'll do a, a, a Google search on Lakeside Real Estate and find their 10 companies named that. So all of a sudden it becomes, you know, Riverside Real Estate. And do a Google. Oh, there's some of those. Yeah, that's a very good point. Do a Google on a name you use. Yep, exactly. And and even work that you've you've done, uh, even then you you do need to get permission from the client if you want to post that up on a profile um, as as one of your uh, as one of your demos. Um, now, was you had mentioned doing uh, the the voiceover coaching? Um, you know. One question from uh, from JJ saying voiceover in person classes versus online voiceover coaching is one truly better than the other. I took two in person classes and I was a bit disappointed. I won't mention who they were, so I'll, I've had bad experiences there. Um, I did a Skype with Tommy Griffiths uh, from Washington D.C. and he was exceptionally helpful with. He's very good, particularly the microphone thing. And Shelley Shinoy was just perfect. It was online. Um, I did an audition. There's two, two courses I mentioned. One I did with six other people. We each submitted it. And she'd go through our individual ones in about a 40-minute essay at the end or a, a, a commentary. And I learned a bit there. And then this, I did two alone with her, three days in a row each. And you do a, an audition in the morning. And she'd come back to you once or twice and say, Michael, you're starting too slow. You're starting too fast. Excellent. I, I just can't recommend her highly enough. So that was very, that was just my own personal experience. Others may differ. So, yeah. Perfect. You know what? And, and all of the people that we've talked about here today, they're, they're all fantastic. And there's, there's the reason why we partner with these people because, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're setting up new talent, you know, with, you know, with the, with the right people, if that's, if that's what they choose to do. Mm -hmm. um, another uh, question. Do you still audition if you have already, oh, my screen is jumping on me. Uh, do you still audition if you've had 
already been a number of auditions submitted. Uh, this is again from Pascal. It says, I feel like after 30 submissions, it's not worth it for me to audition because what are the odds they're going to listen to that many submissions? Uh, is this the same person, Pascal, that you're auditioning to, or is he 30 different auditions? I, I, well, I would think what basically what the question is, when you audition for a job, you can see how many people have auditioned ahead of you. Yeah, I don't look at that too much. You know, if I, I'm, as I gain more confidence, um, I don't necessarily always get the job. So I might get a like and I gain experience. So I don't worry about how many other people are out there. Like I said, this one from New York City, which is fairly high paying, which was good, had 97 people apply for it. And so, you know, it's rather surprising. So yeah. if you feel good about it, if you feel you're doing an audition that you're capable of doing, then do it. You know, I, I, you've got to be positive about it and uh, without sounding condescending. It, it is good to be positive if you can be. Right. Sure. And, and with respect to the chances of being heard, uh, it's a very valid question. And that's why we have the, 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 the voice match score uh, set up the way we do. It's really designed to, to, to make sure that the more the client asks for, you know, the more you're able to deliver on based on, you know, your, your, whether it be, you know, your skill set, your attributes, um, you know, how you've got your demos tagged. Because what happens with that match score is it, if you have a low match score, it doesn't mean that you're not fit to do that job. It just means that maybe you haven't listed certain attributes that a client is looking for. You're still, you're still able to audition. You're still able to be heard. Um, what does happen is when a client logs in to hear the auditions, they get them in, in, in the order of highest voice match score to lowest. So yes, there is the possibility that they hear what they want in the first 10 or 15 auditions and maybe they don't listen to the other 30. I mean, that's some, it, that all comes down to the client. I mean, some listen to a few, some listen to all regardless of how many they like. So I find most of mine are being listened to um, that I've submitted. There are a couple that weren't. I think maybe I was either too late in submitting. That's another thing too. Check it. I check it out every day, and um, I don't let it run for a week. You know, if someone has one for what's the day? The, today's the twenty-first. Some came on for seventh of April. I'm not going to wait till the sixth of April because they may have already, you know, chosen someone. And it's you know they can't sit there and listen to a hundred or two and sort of say this is the one I want. So there's that trick of getting in there right away. Yep going for the one you want, one you feel comfortable with, and yeah. Yeah, definitely jump on them early if you can. Um, now, back with the audition process, a question from, uh, from Angelina. Uh, again, I apologize, my screen keeps jumping. She's like, I'm new to voices.com, wondering how the audition process goes. For example, uh, there was an audition with a $30,000 budget. Uh, the audition script was five pages long and required me to finish everything. Is that normal in the audition process? And I think basically what she's wondering is, is it how much when, so Michael, when you audition, how much of the script do you read when they provide it? Well, I've never had anything that big, to be honest. The most I think I've auditioned for is a little over a thousand. So maybe I'm in the low range. And um, I generally do the whole page or so. I don't have long one, but I had one that disappeared of some students from Europe. And I did an audition for me and I, they wanted a, a lower rate. I said, that's fine. And I sent them the audition and they disappeared. So sometimes it's best to maybe leave a line or two out. Well, but I've never had a $30,000. Um, right. Well, I'm not in that category yet. <laughs> well, and, and basically to, to help answer that question, I mean, we always recommend record 15, 20 seconds. That's, that's all that's necessary. Oh, okay. Um, 
because at the end of the day, I mean, you need to maximize your efficiency too. And if you're spending too much time on one audition, you're missing out on, on time that you could be spending on other auditions. Right. And, and most clients know within five, 10 seconds of hearing you, whether or not they're going okay. to be interested yeah. in using you. I've got a question. What range are, are the auditions? Like mine seem to go from a hundred dollars to about seven or 800. How high do they go? There, there, there are some in the thousands. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the average job on the site pays about 300 bucks. Okay. Um, we don't allow clients to post for anything less than a hundred. Um, but again, I mean, and, and keep in mind, these are, you know, these aren't amounts that are set in stone. They'll, they'll basically say, here's what our budget is. Um, now you have to decide whether or not that fits, you know, your, your needs. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you say, listen, I think this job's worth more then by all means, when you audition, tell them, say, this is how much I would expect to be paid. You know, if you choose me, okay. It's, it's entirely, you know, that's, we, we, we do that intentionally to make sure that everybody knows that, Hey, nobody's, nobody's setting the bar for you. you so if I'm, I'll ask a question here. If I'm going to start getting more likes and more jobs, then the, the higher paying jobs would come to me. Is that to be assumed or? Sorry, say that again. If, if I'm starting to get more likes, right. and more jobs accepted, then I can assume that perhaps more some of the higher end jobs would start coming. Does that uh, make sense at all? Or Well, the, so the jobs that, that are sent to you are just, it's, it's, they're, they're bas it's all done by an algorithm. Okay. okay. So how you've got your profile filled out, how you've got the, the tag words selected on your, on the demos that you've uploaded on the profile. It's, yeah. it's just our system then looks to see how much of a match you would be to the job that gets posted based on the criteria that the client yeah. has listed. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're getting out short jobs in a sense. Like I would find a hard time doing five pages because I don't know, just little things to do around the house and so on. So I'm quite happy with the, the, you know, right. the group pages or words I'm doing. So I'll, I'll keep it down to 20 seconds. That could make quite a difference. Is it worthwhile recording the whole thing or is it better to do it over again? Like in other words, I get a, say a page and a half and I do 20 seconds. They say, you've got the job. Would it be better to record it all at once or is it better to just record the 20 seconds? Well, if, I mean, for, so you've done the 20 seconds for the audition, they've hired you and now that they've hired you, they're going to give you the, the, the full script if they haven't already. And then you would you basically you start from there. A yeah. weakness I have sometimes, if I have to replace one word, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'll say, this was existence. And I'll read here, oh my gosh. So I go to the end, add the word and put it in. It always sounds a bit different, a bit deeper, a bit lighter. I don't know. I guess that's training or something, but I, I found that interesting so what do you mean when to to redo a word because you missed one while you were reading it or yeah when i'm reading it and then i get the thing back and they say or um like that one from france could you change these words and i put the words in and i have to play with it a while to get the right tone the right depth the right this and that and the other you know it's i would start the sentence over okay because how you say a word it's it's all about cadence it's it's all about how it fits within the sentence so yeah you're right just trying to say the word on its own it's okay. it's not going to sound natural when you no. drop it in it doesn't sound good the sound always sound a little deep or something yeah exactly um, we've got lots of questions coming in, which I, I, I love. I love the, you know, the interaction and the, and the interest. Again, we will try to get to as many as we can. We, you know, we're kind of running out of time. Uh, but again, 
please, if you have more questions for me or for Michael, you can go through me and, and I can forward them to Michael, but my email address, dave.kirby at voices.com, whether it be questions about the site, about membership options, uh, about, you know, tricks and, and best practices, things like that. Um, but we will, uh, we will keep it going for now. Um, Marie Stephanie, uh, I'm from Quebec and I mainly do voiceover in French. Do you recommend any good resources or coach for French voiceover? I don't know of any coaches, and you may have heard me earlier. My French, parle avec un accent de la Vallée de l'Outaouais. Alors, uh, quand je fais des soumissions, uh, j'ai pas beaucoup de succès. So, in other words, I have to really uh, work on my French. I can, when I go to Montreal, they always say, you know, you come from the Outaouais, the Ottawa Valley. But as far as coaches go, I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't help you there. Um, you know, uh, that's, but there's a lot of, there is a lot of uh, requests for French. Yep. Voiceovers. Yep. There, there definitely are on the site. And, and, and yes, if, if you want to, uh, again, email me and we can, uh, we can definitely put you in touch with the right people if, if that's what you need. Um, an interesting question here from Samantha. Do you keep in contact with the people who almost have you do the job? Like, is there, is there any etiquette advice on that? I haven't. I've had a few people write back saying we liked your voice. However, um, you know, we've, we've chosen someone else, we will keep in contact. I just got one, a, voice, a small one this autumn that I'd done a voiceover for about two years before. So they do keep your name, I guess, in a file somewhere. So that can happen. And if they like your work, you know, and so on, yeah. Have you, because have you, I know you haven't been with us too long, have you gotten any repeat business yet? There are a couple of cases, yeah. Have you? Okay. That's, and that's one thing that we can't stress enough to people is, you know, because you had mentioned, you know, sometimes you'll do a job that's only $100. Um, I know there are people that won't do anything less than a certain dollar value. And to which I always say, you know, you never know what a job can lead to. Mm. A client may hire you for the first time simply because you sounded good. But if you were good to work with, odds are they're going to come back looking for you next time they have a project. And most of the clients that use this site are repeat clients. Some of them might only have a couple jobs a year. Some of them have several a month, um, you know, and, and they remember somebody that they, that they liked and was good to work with. So don't ever be afraid to do a hundred dollar job. It, it could lead to the next project, which might be a thousand. I also asked them to put a review. If I get a nice note at the end, I said, could you put that in the reviews too? I don't know if people read those, but, uh, it might be. Handy. Absolutely. It, it, it definitely. Reviews from people, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, Matthew, again, uh, wanted to thank us, which is great. Uh, Matthew, we love the uh, support. Uh, he says, my ultimate goal is to work in video games and cartoons. So any help that you can provide there, I, I sincerely appreciate it. Have, have you gotten any jobs for, uh, for anything animated yet? No, I've uh, tried a few, but uh, no, they seem to, so far, been falling flat on me. It, it all depends on to what they're looking for. And I find with the, with, with jobs that require, you know, animated jobs, like whether it be cartoons or video games, re almost require a little bit of overacting, I think. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cause it's, 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 you're not talking to the neighbor next door over the fence with a cup of coffee. It's, it's something very, very different. Um, That's a big area. I might just start doing some research on that. You know, because it is a big area, apparently. And I have submitted stuff, usually sort of the deep voice, the, the robotic voice. 
And oh, should you use sound effects on your voice like robot, or should you just use your only your own voice? On to do sound effects? Say I'm doing a robot voice. Should I put an echo in there or a tinny sound, or is it best just to use your voice? Um, that again, I think that would be a case by case type thing. I mean, usually the clients are really good about when they when they post the job about the direction that they that they want and and their expectations. Um, something like that, I might, you know, you might even want to encourage, you know, a, a couple of different versions, maybe do one of each on the same demo. Okay. You know, and while we, you know, while we tell people, you know, don't slate your demos, you know, just get right into it. If you're going to do a couple of different takes, you maybe say that at the beginning and that's, you know, that gives them kind of the heads up that if you, you know, if you didn't like the first one, the second one might be, might be, might be better. I do that sometimes. I have done that a few times and I put it in my profile like when I not the profile but when I'm submitting a case you know that little hi my name is Michael I've done two versions of it one slow one fast or something yep exactly exactly um, which kind of brings to another uh, another point um, which is a really good question and I don't know if you've ever done this I, I know there are a couple of different schools of thought uh, do you ever use voice processing such as compressors reverb or anything like that in your auditions I haven't, I've played around with it, but I haven't done any. I haven't had any that requested that, so. Have, no, have you had any issues that, like, have you, because I know you're, you, you know, you're using Audacity and you've gotten pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, has, it, has it been, I know we talked about it being user-friendly, is that, you know, does that include the, 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 the processing side of things? There are certain processes you can do, you know, echoes and uh, reverbs and, a few other things that I don't use. I've seen them there and okay. gone with that. Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I think we got about time for one more question. Um, we are coming up on an hour. Again, like I said, uh, just email me if you have any more questions. I'd love to be able to chat with you. Michael, I know you've been, you've been sure. absolutely fantastic. I know if we did this for three hours, we'd still, we wouldn't run out of things to talk about. Um, one more question from Samantha. For those of us just starting out, is it worth it for us to get the premium membership or would it be better to try to build the resume and experience first? I've done a lot of acting, but the voiceover work is new to me. Honestly, um, it, it definitely is worthwhile, provided you have the, the time to be able to do the auditions. Um, you know, because look at it as practice. With the number of jobs that we're gonna send your way on a daily basis, um, you know, it, it, even if it takes you a few months to get that first gig, um, like I said, the, the average job on the site pays about $300. So, you know, it, it, it shouldn't take you too long to, to make that money back. But look at it in the, the, the grand scheme of things, the big picture. It's, it's getting practice. It's, it's, if you can do 15, 20 auditions a day, you know, it's not going to take you long to develop that skill. So again, uh, Michael, I do want to thank you. And I th want to thank everybody else for, uh, for being with us today. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been absolutely amazing hearing your story and, and, and your tips and best practices. Um, it's, you know, it's been very inspirational. And I know everybody probably uh, has learned at, at least as much uh, as, as I would have on my first, uh, my first webinar. So thank I'm you. Gonna keep, I'm going to make my auditions a little shorter from now on. That's, I learned Thanks. something today, too. It's great. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Michael. And thanks, everyone. Goodbye, everybody.